Well, it's a pleasure to welcome Norman J. Beauchamp Jr. back to MSU today. Last time we talked, Norm was the dean of MSU's College of Human Medicine. In the fall of 2019, President Stanley promoted Norm to Executive Vice President for Health Science. He basically oversees all of the health initiatives on campus. And Norm, welcome back. Russ, thank you so much. I'm really uh, pleased to be here. And I'll just start by thanking you, helping to keep our community informed and their morale uh, high during these difficult times. My pleasure, Norm. And uh, before we get into some MSU-specific things, gosh, just as the caring physician you are, your your thoughts on this unprecedented situation? First, and, and we're seeing this increasingly, is that we need to take this very seriously sometimes in a message of trying to give people optimism, we lose the fact that part of the reason for optimism is that if we take this seriously and adhere to recommendations, then we should be very optimistic that we will have a good outcome. This is very different than an optimism that would cause people not to take this seriously because then we will need to be very concerned because we won't have the type of success some communities have had in its, its battle against the, the coronavirus. As we look worldwide, you know, we see that this is a virus that, you know, compared to the typical flu, has a higher fatality and it spreads more readily. It's fair to say that it's it's coming into Michigan and is here in to a, a significant extent. The growth in Detroit is is exponential. It's on the order of the most uh, impacted uh, cities in our nation. New York, New Orleans, uh, also uh, largely impacted. You know, in Ingham County. Um, things have been relatively stable with a small number of cases, but I do believe that what we are seeing, you know, in other communities uh, will, you know, we will see a rise in the cases here in our community. Now, as a physician, what I, I think is also really important to emphasize is we have the ability to really lessen the impact of this. And I'm, I'm proud of how we're doing as a state so far. Uh, we've, we've received what's referred to as an A grade in terms of responding to shelter in place. We're doing really good with that. And given that the virus spreads from person to person, that, that social distance, that staying in places is, is making a difference. The other thing that I would say, you know, is that this more than any time, is a time to look for random acts of kindness. How can you be kind to each other in whatever ways are possible? Because as something that is so unique to our, our community, our state, our nation, there's fear, um, anxiety, there's worry. And so taking the time to look after each other uh, is really important. So, I guess in summary, Russ, this is something to take take very seriously, but there is reason for optimism if we, we follow the guidelines on 
on how to limit the spread of the coronavirus. Well, Norm, so let's talk about some of the many ways you're leading this MSU response. Just tell us what we're doing and what ways. So there's, you know, there's a great aphorism I like, Russ, which is uh, alone, I can do so little together. We can do so much. Helen Keller said that. And, you know, what I'm most struck by and is how our community is coming together. You know, the, the MSU community you know, one of the things that, you know, every day we bring together our health colleges to have conversations. So that's College of Human Medicine, vet medicine, nursing, osteopathic medicine. We're also joined by Extension, which does reach out across the state, as well as uh, talking with Dave Wiseman, who's our university physician over student in student health. So, you know, one thing that we're doing is we're bringing together those involved in providing health care and making sure that we're really using best practice and working together. Another thing we're doing is we're mobilizing strengths across Michigan State. So an example of that is, you know, we have the number one supply chain department, you know, at Michigan State in the country. And supply chain is how do you get resources to people when they need them? And so by involving supply chain, they're, they're helping us think about how do we get the resources here to help support our students, our staff, our faculty, but then how do we help our community partners? You know, I'll go on, Russ, uh, with some <laughs> other examples, but stop me if... Well, uh, and I'll tee you up on some of them too, Norm. I think part of what we're doing, obviously, right, is is the... We're we're a research powerhouse, and I imagine we're turning that towards testing and vaccines and cures, for that matter. Yeah, it's it's terrific. You know, one of the things that we see is that part of how we will be successful in the effort against the virus is understanding when people are getting infected, and and so that requires better better testing, better diagnosis and making that available to people. Many communities don't have access now to diagnostic testing. So we put a charge out across the campus and said, can we develop screening tests? Can we develop diagnostic tests? And you'd be delighted you know, to hear that you know, we developed a screening test in our Grand Rapids Research Center. Uh, our Institute for Quantitative Health Sciences and Engineering is working with Sparrow as, as they have developed a diagnostic test. And then our veterinary medicine college has, has developed a test and has, uh, is not, has evaluated its effectiveness. And importantly, that won't be a test that would be used for animals. It would be used for humans. But one of the really neat things about our veterinary medicine college is they have a history and a capacity to do testing for both animals and for humans. So by really mobilizing our our diverse clinicians, by mobilizing our scientists, we'll make it so that we do have the capacity to provide tests and diagnosis uh, in our community. I'm speaking with Dr. Norm Beauchamp. He's MSU's Executive Vice President for Health Science and Norm, I think you want to point out how pleased you've been with the volunteerism 
especially from our students. You know, we have seen in working with the health systems is they have said, we want to preserve the personal protection equipment for those working directly with the patients, our providers. And so they've asked that our, our medical students, our nursing students, uh, move, you know, no longer go through their clinical rotations. And yet our students have such a desire to give back. And so a couple of things they've done is, is they're now volunteering for a hotline where faculty, staff, and students with questions about, you know, do they, you know, should they be concerned about themselves, about family members? When should they get testing? There's a hotline that our students are, are you know, participating in. Another thing our students are doing is they're reaching out to the community uh, in search of personal protection equipment, and they're helping to aggregate that and then distribute that. And so it's just been really inspiring their their desire to find a way to give back in whatever ways that that they can. And Norm, you've uh, mentioned Dr. Wisemantle and his work and Chris Kontag and, and his group at IQ. I think Jeff Dwyer's people at Extension are also very involved. You know, just mentioning Dr. Wisemantle, he has just been really a, an inspiration and, and so dedicated in his work as university physician overseeing student health and making sure that our students have access to, you know, health assessment, uh, health care, uh, and, and, you know, support, you know, for those that are seeing, you know, psycho- psychology support um, for, you know, struggles, both stress and and behavioral health. And the effort, both with Dr. Wisemantle and all of the individuals that are providing care, you know, it's required a courage because, you know, of course, you know, they, they may be exposed to individuals with COVID virus, but they recognize that their work is too, is too important to those that they serve. So I I just really want to recognize, you know, Dr. Wisemantle's leadership for for the campus and what he's been doing. His contact is interesting. The Institute for Quantitative Health and Engineering really was a Michigan State University effort to recruit some of the best health sciences researchers in the country. And what's been really inspiring is how they have come together and use their skills to develop a diagnostic test. They're using their skills to think about ways that they can do 3D printing to help make devices that could be useful for patients uh, in responding to the COVID virus. And then they have a biodesign program where essentially they're mobilizing their engineering students to think about the challenges and, and use this as an opportunity to come up with new solutions that may not have been thought of previously. So it really is bringing together all of these different groups. You know, another group I'd like to mention is we have a Department of Epidemiology, which really looks at disease and, and, and how it manifests and how you pre- prevent it. And so they've been working with the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services again, volunteering to help as, as we look at 
where COVID virus-19 is, is showing up and mechanisms really to help combat it and answer questions. So another example of strengths across Michigan State helping to serve the community. And Norm, the, the LEAP and Lansing Chamber of Commerce, you mentioned you're very involved with the Lansing government as well. One of the, the key things that a university, you know, is designed to do is to serve the community. And what's been, again, really inspirational, you'll hear me mention that, that term a lot, is, you know, how people come together in difficult times. And the Lansing Economic Area Partnership and the Chamber came together with Michigan State to say, we have all of these strengths in the community and can we bring them together to solve the challenges in not having enough, you know, personal protection equipment, not having access to, you know, disinfectants. And although at this time we're well supplied in our community, what has been great is we're saying, well, what if we, this comes upon us like it's affected communities in Washington State and New York, let's be ready. And so the, we convened a meeting last week and we brought together both uh, leaders, leadership groups from Sparrow and McLaren, as well as industry leaders from companies like Dart, Neogen, uh, Niowave, Eckert, Spartan Dental Labs, uh, Orchid, Dean Transport, all of these groups coming together to say, well, can we do things like custom manufacturing of ventilators? Can we find new ways to source hand sanitizer and disinfectants? Can we come up with ways to decontaminate the masks that we're using so we can reuse them? And it's, it's businesses that haven't historically done this type of work saying, you know what, we can shift our production capacity in order to help our amazing community navigate this. So really a wonderful coming together of, again, the strengths of Michigan State and the strengths in the community. Yeah, that's the thing, Norm. I, one of my favorite lines of, of yours is people won't uh, care how much you know till they know how much you care. And it, if there's a silver lining in an unprecedented event like this, it seems to bring out the best in Spartans, Michiganders, and Americans, frankly, doesn't it? And, you know, it, it, it sure does. And, you know... This, uh, you know, maybe it's a personal commentary. So much sometimes of what we read about are the the times when people aren't showing their best. But what actually is striking is that 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 is so small compared to just the amazing efforts every person every day brings forward. And as you said, Russ, and I agree, it's in these times of challenges that the best of people becomes even more visible, even more visible. And it's really been, you know, remarkable. Yeah. And are, are we doing some preparing for possibly testing drive-through on campus and, and maybe even use, using our dorms as, as hospitals? <laughs> Is, are we thinking of that, Norm? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Russ. You know, Prior to my coming to Michigan State University, 
I was at the University of Washington, and as many of your listeners know, that had, that was really the first place in the United States that uh, the virus hit. And and what I'm I've been able to do is stay in touch with what are some of the things that they're experiencing, and how are they responding? And then we're bringing that back here so that we can be ready. So one of the things that I, I mentioned earlier that we're seeing is just the the challenge in in having people have access to being tested and health systems getting overwhelmed. And so what we've developed is something that we saw useful in in Washington State, which is drive through testing. And that's going to be up in place, we believe, this uh, by Monday, next week. Um, and so that will be one thing that we think will be really helpful where individuals that are being tested can just drive up, will obtain a sample, and then they, they can you know go back home and we can get the results for them. The second thing that we've seen in Washington State and now in New York is this concept of field hospitals, which is as the more patients are requiring intensive hospitalization, the hospitals start to fill. And so what was created is this concept of a field hospital where patients who aren't um, more ill with the, you know, COVID-19, they can go to another facility and be taken care of so that the capacity of the hospital to respond to the COVID virus is maintained. So I'll give you an example. Um, they took a large hotel in Seattle and they converted it to a place where uh, patients could stay. Uh, here on Michigan State, what we've been doing is we've got a couple of amazing people in facilities and in auxiliary services, you know, both Dan Bowman and Vinnie Gore, and we've talked to them about well, what, what space on campus could we capture? And so we've looked at, could we use uh, the Kellogg Center, for example? Could we use the dorms uh, it, both to serve as places for patients to stay? Could we even look at, you know, some of our, our stadium facilities? And the answer to those questions is yes. And as we speak, we're preparing so that those will be available and we're in the process of determining which ones would be best suited to meet the needs. And we're in conversations with both Sparrow and McLaren so that we can make that available. So, again, this concept of when this comes, Spartans will be ready. Um, I'm really pleased that we're, we're just getting way out in front uh, of, of this. Well said, Norman. I'm, I'm curious, the testing you mentioned that we will be doing on campus, is that a test we've developed? Is this one we're getting from the federal government, I'm, I, can there be a lot of different tests? That's one thing that confuses me. As we, as we speak right now, we're working with the health department and both of our health systems, which have testing capacity, and they're using uh, tests that, you know, the same test that's been developed um, by the CDC. What, what, we will do and what we're currently doing is referring individuals for that test but what we hope to have available as soon as next week is 
for example, if we're able to get the test approved to be done in veterinary medicine, this will be a test that has gone through the same evaluations and approval process as the tests that are being used uh, in our health systems. We, we develop that test, um, but it will essentially test for the same things. At the same time, we've developed a screening test, which is novel, uh, that we're bringing up in Grand Rapids, and that will be used in that community in partnership with the hospital. So what, what we'll have is really the first pass will be that we will do our drive-up screening, and we will then refer the samples to using the tests that are available with our health system partners. And then ultimately, in order to help increase capacity, we'll use tests that, that we've developed. But fundamentally, testing for the same things here in this community. Gotcha. And I'm wondering, Dr. Beauchamp, is there some facts you want to emphasize or some myths you'd like to bust, just things you've been hearing and, and observing yourself? Is there just some some things you'd like to say about the virus and COVID-19 that, like I said, either you want to reinforce or shatter a myth? The key, really, in, in preventing the spread of the virus is it's a, it's a straightforward, you know, set of rules that will help you protect yourself, your family, and the people you, you come in, in contact with. And so it's, it's, a, it's a straightforward list and one that most of us would be familiar with, right? It's avoiding close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth, and that, that is particularly difficult for folks with that. <laughs> Stay home when you're sick. Cover your, your cough or your sneeze, you know, with a tissue or use your elbow and then throw the tissue in the trash right away and then hand sanitizer, wash your hands after. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces using a regular household cleaning spray or wipe. Those, those set of rules will go a long way to protecting yourself and your family. And, you know, really, really important. You know, this idea of sheltering in place, I want to emphasize that that's a really important idea. And we've seen in countries and communities that those that have been more successful in the fight against this virus, sheltering in place and really complying with, with those rules is absolutely the right thing to do. Another point is this concept of, of social distance and to take that really seriously. It's, it's really six feet, six feet from people that you come into close contact with um, keeping that maintained is important. And then a question comes up, you know, I had an opportunity to speak with some folks at Meyer, and, you know, the people working in the food industry really need to be recognized and celebrated because it's, you know, they're providing, you know, food and access to prescriptions and fuel, really important. And for people to know that, you know, it is safe to go to the grocery and get your food and to, to just, again, follow those, those same rules, social distance, and to remember that as you're going through the checkout, it's, 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 it's really close contact 
that's persistent as well that increases the likelihood of the spread of the de- disease. So those are just some of the things, you know, that, that I wanted to, to stress that people should, should really yeah. think about. Norm, we are also really beefing up our telehealth and telemedicine opportunities, aren't we? One of the things that we wanted to make available to people is to make sure that healthcare remained accessible to them even in a setting when they can't travel from their home. And so that's really telehealth. And, you know, so many people every day need access to healthcare and coronavirus or no coronavirus, how do we make that accessible? So we have worked hard to bring up our telehealth platform. Uh, Last Friday, we trained uh, 330 individuals on that platform and so this then will allow us to continue to provide care for individuals, but do it in a way that, you know, really supports not spreading the coronavirus, which is taking care of people in their homes using telehealth. Secondly, this is also a, a wonderful resource as we seek to respond to individuals with coronavirus. How can we give them advice and guidance as they're, you know, experiencing symptoms of, of the flu. So we see telehealth as one important uh, response to this. And this also will help as we take care of people in underserved regions of the state. Our telepsychiatry platform, for example, is available statewide in places where we don't have the number of practitioners that are needed and maybe the, the third part of that I would add, Russ, is that extension, which similarly has this great outreach, also combines. It's, it's not a telehealth platform, but they're engaged in every county in the state, and they have a website that gives really good advice about how people should be you know, thriving in these difficult times. A final thing that might I think uh, folks would be interested in is access to medications in, in our pharmacy. And so MSU Healthcare has developed a, a home delivery service for medications through our pharmacy. And we just felt that for some people it would be difficult to pick up their prescriptions. So we've made it possible for these prescriptions to be delivered to people in their homes. What do you want people to take away from our conversation? The first is hope that you know, our community here has done a really terrific job responding, and I believe our state is doing a really terrific job responding. And so adhering to those rules that I went over about how to protect those around you and yourself, um, to be kind and thoughtful to each other, to think about volunteerism where you can, we will absolutely come through this uh, on the other side uh, as a community. Um, Another thing I want to stress, particularly to your Spartan listeners, is that, and, and the community, is they should know that, you know, we're working really hard to, again, support the community, which is really the call of of a university. I think those are things that that I would like to stress again hope um, and 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 really just 
follow those uh, rules that we went over, and, and again, we'll, we will get through this. Here, here, Norma. Spartans will, and uh, again, thanks for all your leadership in this important issue, and we'll be back in touch soon, I'm sure. Thank you, Russ, uh, very much. That's Dr. Norman J. Beauchamp, Jr., Michigan State University's Executive Vice President for Health Science. And I'm Russ White. Thank you for listening to MSU Today.